In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, I'm not really sure what I'm going to call this, but it's something to do with Say It Ugly. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q-Dog, in the Moran Family Studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Hello. And when I say welcome back, I really are. I'm, I'm welcoming you back. I'm, it's like that Joe Rogan, hello, friends. Uh-uh. But he's already stolen that. Actually, he didn't steal it. He originated it. And I can't say that, but I do welcome you, and I really appreciate you listening. And today we're going to talk about how to say hard crap, because there are things in relationships that you need to say, but you don't always have the words to say it. Before we get started, I'm just going to ask you to make sure you subscribe to this podcast. You are listening we want to make sure that you get every single download. Communicate with us. Come on now. Man versus marriage podcast.com. You'll see the little bubble pop up. It's my face and it says, talk to me, baby. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. And make sure, you know, that you go and uh, give us a five-star review unless they can, they allow you to give six now, but do give us a review um, on whatever podcast you're listening to because it does help us to expand this platform so other guys can hear this just like you are. And I would greatly appreciate that. Let's get into this now. I developed this terminology over years of difficulty for telling Jeannie things that I was uncomfortable saying. Some of them I was uncomfortable saying as a dude because I had to be vulnerable. And other things were uncomfortable because I was afraid it was going to hurt or frustrate her. Now, generally, I can take whatever you have to say, and I'm not worried about it. When you don't know how to say it, I would say this. I would say, look, just say it ugly, yeah. and we'll clean it up later. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Now, that terminology comes from the South, because whenever you hear a Southern woman say, I don't mean to be ugly, but you know something ugly's coming. <laughs> so, I mean, it did come from oh, part of my... It did come from part of my upbringing, but it's really, it's a moment where you can use a buzzword, which is something we've talked a lot about lately, and it really just diffuses the situation. You can let your defenses down, uh, whether you're the speaker or you're the hearer, and you can say, okay, I know what you're about to say. You're going to need a mulligan on because you, you don't know how to frame it or how to say it or how to communicate it. You just need to get it out. Yeah, and if if you tell me, <clears throat> just say it ugly, That give, it, it doesn't give you a free pass to be a dick about it, but it does give me the ability to say, okay, he's not taking it personal, and you let me know you're listening. Because otherwise, you know, you're going to tell me, just go ahead and say it. Okay, well, I could just say it, but if I'm going to say it harsh or it's going to come across harsh, you may take it as, I'm firing ammo at you, and that's not my intention. Yeah, it's like I'm struggling. It's come to the point where I'm struggling with this situation, and I just don't know how to say it, and I don't know how you're going to take it. So I need to say it ugly, 
and then we can clean it up together. It's just granting permission. Right. It, it is another way of granting permission, but it also, it's like, okay, I can say this now, and no matter what comes out of my mouth, to an extent... It's a safe place. Um, it's a safe place, unless you're about to tell me that you've been in bed with somebody else, and then I'm going to. Um, that will never happen. So we don't have that issue. Well, I'm just saying there are circumstances that sometimes when you say something ugly, ugh, it's going to create a big problem. But this is clearly not what we are talking about. Yeah, this is when you're trying to communicate your feelings. I think that saying something ugly, I think that's detonating a bomb. That's a totally different subject there. Buddy. Very true, very true. Now, the second side of this is a very valuable tool that Coach Rita helped us with, which is, let's say you're saying something and her face starts to morph <laughs> into... The bitter beer face. Have you ever seen that from commercials way back? Take a drink of beer and it's the bitter beer face. And you notice you notice the storm is rolling in and it's about to get thunder and lightning. And what you said shouldn't have been a big deal or maybe it is a big deal, but you don't know how they heard it. It's like, okay, I want to ask you, what did you hear me say? Or when you need to say something ugly, part of cleaning that up is... You say it, and it's like, so what are you hear? What are you hearing me say from there? Or the other side is, if you're the listener, you say, this is what I'm hearing you say. Okay, now I have to clarify because that doesn't mean you say it ugly, and then you say, what did you hear me say? And when you notice that she's got this extremely pissed off, I'm ready to shoot you face, does not mean that you're cleaning it up. Is to backtrack and cover your ass because that's not how right. this works you're right. if it's really something that you need to tell her and it's something that needs to get out there you cannot back out once you say i need to say this ugly and you check to see what what she's hearing you cannot just back away from this because she looks like she's ready to choke you you have to turn around and find a way to say it so that she's getting the point across that you're trying to convey but don't back away just because it looks like you've just stepped on a landmine and you're going to screw yourself. That's that's not the that's the whole point of doing it this way. Of saying I, you know, Quincy, the first time he said it to me, I was like, huh, okay. He says, I need to talk to you about something. It's been bothering me. I'm not sure how to say it, and I don't want to hurt you or upset you. So I'm just going to say it ugly. And then we'll clean it up from there. And I just, I want to make sure you're understanding what I'm telling you. That is totally different. And and I did. I My face tweaked a little bit because it was something that I was doing that he was correcting me on. And it, it wasn't coming at me like you would correct your kid. It was just, I'm seeing this and it concerns me. And I need you to know that this is how it's making me feel. And a part of it was, I don't think I should feel this way. But I am, and I need you to know that I am because I need to hear from you if I'm wrong in this. Yeah, like fully bringing this into context, and I and I'm giving you credit too for for saying that if it if it is something that you say ugly, there's no guarantee that it's going to help whatever <laughs> you're communicating. No, but that but, warning sometimes does help to at least for me. It helps put me in the mind space of okay, 
he's struggling with this, so I really need to focus and hear what he's saying and not just collect ammo. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I'm not I'm not even saying that to, you know, to take any emphasis off what you said because I would emphasize the same thing. It's it's more of a this might be hard to hear, but I'm really struggling to communicate it and I need help. Yeah. So I'm gonna put this out there for you. And maybe my perception or my perspective is wrong and we can work through it. But to your credit, where I was trying to give you credit, is once it's out there, don't backtrack. Yeah. Don't say, well, that's not what I mean, unless it's really not what you meant. That You're looking for the utmost of authenticity here. And that's why these things come in baby steps. Some of these discussions we've had where it comes, I mean, it goes from money, which you know we've put out there, Jeannie and I struggle when it comes to finances. We have a different philosophy. We just do. It's very difficult sometimes for us to discuss it. Uh, when it comes to sex, we've had in-depth discussions. We have podcasts. We still related. stumble through those, but it's an awkward conversation where we just, it just is in some things. Yeah. And it's not, there. it's not bad. It's just trying to get over yourself before you say something, you know, it might yeah. be something that, that for me personally, it's things that, you know, the, the books that I write, there are things that come up and it's like, this is what I'm thinking, but is that going to come across weird? But well, then at the same time, it's fiction. So who well, cares? <laughs> and, and, yeah. And that's one way that it helps you. I mean, I would give a lot of credit for our ability to talk about sex it starts with Front Row Dads, uh, John Broman, and it goes to Kim Amani because he had her on his program at one time. And there were so many topics within um, our sex life that... do that? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many topics within our sex life that we thought the other one thought was taboo that we weren't willing to go there. And there is no don't go there with Kim Amani. no. And no, there's not. <laughs> so we, at one point, we sat together, funny story, as we were sitting there naked together in a hotel on a weekend away, and uh, we're checking out these Kim Amani videos, just learning and getting... Information. Getting information, but also coming to an understanding that, well, this is my spouse, so what really do I need to hold back? We've come to the agreement. The only thing that is completely and totally off limits forever is bringing another person into our sex life. No, not happening. We we don't roll that way. Mm -mm. If you do, that's up to you. That's your life, your lifestyle. But for us, that's a no-go zone because what we have for each other is sacred and we will not share it with anybody else. That's that's the commitment in our heart, in our soul, in our spirit that we have to one another. But other than that, even, you know, after that, some of the things that we've talked about and had to say ugly, it pertains to sex. And it's like, I want to try this, but I don't know how to say it. And I'm very embarrassed. So I'm going to say it ugly and, you know, we'll go from there. And so we have, but it just loosens you up in the sense of being able to say it. And then, you know, you go from money and sex it's almost like politics and religion. <laughs> uh, you go from money and sex, and then you talk about health. And, you know, when 
a person gives you permission to hold them accountable, it's still not easy to approach them and say, hey, this is not what you said you were going to do. What is going on with you? And it's like, I need to say something, and I, I need to say it ugly because I don't know how to say this in a way that's going to be productive, but X, Y, Z. It opens the other party up. And it's, it's, a, it's what I say is you're giving that other person space and you're giving them grace because what they say, it, it might just not come across how you want them to. So you're giving them space to fall on their face, if you will. You're giving them Without the grace. Without laughing at it, yeah. It, right. Because, you know, sometimes when, when in the past when we would have a conversation, something would come out and it wasn't intentional. It's a nervous laugh. But it still can be damning. It can still hurt the person. So if you know, you know, and I'm struggling with this and I need to say it ugly, it helps just to put you in the mindset of, okay, seriously, try not to laugh at this. Even if, if it's a nervous laugh, because like, like you said, when sexual conversations come up, there are times where it's just like, you giggle. You can't help it. You just giggle. Yeah. But if I know that it's something that you've told me, I want to discuss this, but I'm just not sure how to bring this up. So I'm going to end up saying it ugly. I will intentionally hold back and try not to let the nervous giggle. Or if it does escape, I will tell him it's a nervous giggle. This is nothing against you. It's just, I, yeah, it's awkward and I'm having to process through the ugly. So give me a second. It's allowing permission. Yeah. And if there's anywhere in the world that being able to have an awkward conversation, because it might just feel awkward in the you've moment. Never discussed it before. Yeah. It might feel awkward in the moment and then the the more you discuss it, it's like, "Oh, well, whether it's money, sex, health, anything." It's like, "Oh, you know what? Yeah. Well, this is kind of how I feel about that." And then you open yourself up to furthering whatever part of your relationship that is. Now, should we tell the story about we were watching Kim Amani videos, and then... I don't care. Go for it. Do you remember what the story is? The lemon? No. No. Not, I wasn't going to talk about the actual... Okay. Oh, okay. oh, I know which one you're talking about. Just a, just a very quick story here that's pretty hilarious, but it was not very hilarious in the moment. So Jeannie and I are... Everybody makes a note, go check out <clears throat> Kim Amani and the lemon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know. Jeannie and I are sitting there. We're... Um, I think we're at a weekend away in San Diego. Is that... Where, yes, that's Kim exactly Imani. where we're... Um, we were at the one marriage conference, and uh, we were staying in Ontario. We were going to the games and the the conference. Yep. Okay. Um, I think this was in San Diego at a cheaper motel hotel thing. Anyway, um, so we're there, we're watching, you know, videos and thinking it's like okay, and it's and she's not. Just so you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying I'm not a porn guy, and this is she's not porn. No, she's actually as odd and as um. Okay, you just kind of have to get over, if this is not you, and some people are, the universe thing. She's a very spiritual universe person, but she's also very educational in what she's doing. So as awkward as it feels watching this, you're not actually watching two people bumping uglies. She's giving you... Like conversation, sometimes she, there are some videos she starts pulling out toys and you're going, oh, God, what's she going to show me? Yeah. Like, but she's not actually showing you. She's yeah. explaining. So it's basically podcast live, 
yeah. on video, but without the the bump and uglies. But the first, I'm going to be honest. The first time I heard her and how she was explaining something on a podcast, I was like, dude, I don't know if I can watch this video because I'm really terrified of what I'm going to see. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I was like, honey, you, look, you watch time, the video and tell me what it is. At the same time, when you hear somebody... Okay, it's going to be explicit because I'm I'm quoting her. When you hear somebody say your wife doesn't want you to touch her softly and caress her gently, she wants you to push her up against the wall and fuck her hard. It's like, okay, I need to know where this chick is. What are we reading again? Where's this? At? And you're yeah. going, I think we need to look into this a little further. It, but it was one of those conversations where if I would have said that to Quincy point blank like that, I would have felt really, really insecure about it. Until we learned how to have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And we still kind of suck at dirty talk. But that uh, you do. I write it well, though. (laughs) Just so you know what you're getting into. Anyway, we're there. And, you know, we're beginning to explore each other. As You're married. We're married. I mean, married people, we, we have sex. We have as much as we possibly can. And we're in a hotel. And it's our time to get away. We don't have to worry about the kids interrupting or somebody screaming or knocking on the door. from the front desk. And it's like one in the morning and I hear knock, 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 knock. I'm like, what the? (laughs) So I, (laughs) you know, I get up and I, and I walk to the door and there's a dude in a ball cap, um, standing out there saying, Hey man, we need you to sign this paper. And I'm like, you're not even in like work clothes. You're in like streetwear and you want me to open the door and sign a paper. I said, no, I'm good. And he's like, no, I need you to open the door. It's like, okay, something might go down here, you know, and I'm standing here butt naked. Something might go down here. And uh, so he's like, no, I'm good. And then he gets on the radio. So he does work for the the motel. And the guy calls me and he's like, oh, you forgot to sign this and I need it signed. I said, dude, it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm away with my wife and we have kids and we're doing what married people do. Are you telling me that you're calling me at one o'clock in the morning to? I can sign something tomorrow. He's like, but I. Just, I said, you don't understand, or however I put it. And then I think finally he realized how late it was. I think he finally realized that you were talking about the fact that you were having sex with your wife because I don't really think that he caught on to that fact. But still, would you wake somebody up at one in the morning to to, sign, a to sign something? Uh, that's me irrelevant? personally, no, 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 I would not. Let's talk about a check, get that money. But it's like I and I call back. It's like I I want to talk to somebody about this, and they of course they never called me back. But that was so. I mean, looking back at it, it's hilarious because it's like. If you only knew what we were doing when you knocked on the door, dude. <laughs> yeah, you would assume that you're either sleeping or you're sexing. And why would they send somebody to the door for that? That was just dumb. That's why I thought it was a setup. Like somebody was going to try to break in and rob us. Because who does that? Yeah, right. It was really stupid. But it was a hilarious story looking back. We should have turned the volume up on the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it, it's so ridiculous. But it was a funny story. Anyway, with that being said... What you're doing when you say it ugly, you agree to clean it up, and then you use other tools like what did you hear me say or this is what I hear you telling me, is it's like you're coming to an agreement where we can both keep this conversation as respectful and courteous. And like Jeannie said, it's a, it's during those vulnerable conversations. You keep it as respectful and as courteous as possible. 
so you can clean it up to actually communicate what you're trying to say. And yes, even me as a grown man, Jeannie as a grown woman, you still talk about things that make you nervous. I, there, there's nobody in the world that I feel I can be more open with than my wife, but still, there are times where it's like, I don't, I just don't know what is about mm-hmm. to become of this. So that's where this tool helps you. And I've come to understand that all of this man versus marriage stuff does not apply at work. Mm-hmm. And I tend to get into that mode at work when I need to just scrap that and be more work at work. Um, but it does work in your relationships. And it's effective. And it's helped us turn a sputtering or a stagnant, you know, disappointing marriage into something that I'm very proud of and I love. I love our relationship. So I just want you to have the absolute best relationship that you can have, and I believe that this is one of those tools that will greatly assist you in doing so. And I just came up, I just developed this, would you say it was last year or was it in 2019? Mm, it's, it's been a year or two. I'm okay. not positive. I remember, um, I just remember the moment of saying, you you had something you wanted to say, and it, I just brought it to the table. Hey, say it ugly. Let's clean it up. And it's just talking about your shoulders. It's like your shoulders kind of went down, your defenses went down, and you were able to open up to me with us both knowing that you might need a mulligan on it because you don't know how to say it. So I think it's a very effective way. I see it. I don't think, I see it as a very effective way for you to communicate with your spouse. I hope you love this episode because it has been game changer for us. Would you agree? I would. If nothing else, they're going to learn how to say it ugly and go check out Kim Amani. So they're going to get something out of it. Bonus! Well, (laughs) you just just can't help yourself. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Well, guys, thanks for listening. I would love your feedback. Go just go make your way to man versus marriage uh, podcast um, dot com and uh, connect with me on the messenger. I will share your comments and your feedback and your questions, your concerns uh, with Jeannie if you so desire, and we will help you get to where you set out to go. But that is it for this episode. Say it ugly and clean it up. Even if you're going to send me an email and say it ugly and hope we can clean that up. Give it a shot. Anyway, I am the Q-Doll, Quincy Moran. She is Jeannie Moran, and this is Man Versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? you got to live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man Versus Marriage, the podcast. <laughs>